We do indulge in a little bit of swearing during the course of this podcast. If this is something that you're not comfortable with, then it's probably best that you turn off your device at this point. Well, a very warm welcome, one and all, to the Beyond Canal Park podcast. This is the first interview episode of 2023, coming hot on the heels of our Beyond Hamden Park spin-off review of 2022 last week. Apologies that this episode's release is slightly later than normal. This is mainly due to reasons. Great to see that even though the release dates are sporadic at times, it doesn't stop a ridiculous amount of you tuning in. So thank you very much for that, and thanks for the continued and growing support for the podcast over the last couple of years. If this is your first Beyond Canal Park experience, then please do go on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and check out the back catalogue. I've interviews with junior and high league legends, right up to professionals and internationalists, the majority of which uh, have some link to Scotland, if not the northeast of Scotland. Something for everyone there. There are also, of course, the Beyond Hamden Park uh, episodes as well, focusing solely on my other passion, following the Scottish national team. I'm joined by John and Brookie as well. Follow the Facebook, Twitter and Instagram pages for more content, guest information and the occasional competition. I'm always on the lookout for more guests too, so if you want to nominate yourself or someone else, then please do get in touch at one of the social media pages. Even if you just want to ask questions or provide feedback, I do endeavour to reply to everyone eventually. Right, on to this week's guest, and I'm joined by none other than Kenny Gilbert this week. And what is a really cracking start to the new year. Kenny talks to me about his youth days at Pataudry, learning from Aberdeen greats including Willie Miller, a year down at Hull, as well as some successful and dark days at Ross County under his hero Neil Cooper. He also chats about his time in the Highland League with Devon Vale and his spell with Elgin City. Kenny also names the best 11 that he played with during his career and here's what he had to say. The first interview guest of 2023 is one I've been long recommended by former guests. Described as a born winner who trained as he played and demanded high standards from everyone around him, whatever level he played at. From his youth days at Pataudry with Aberdeen, a spell down south with Hull, back-to-back promotions with Ross County and titles with Devon Vale. After a forced retirement, he never lost that desire and edge that helped him stand out from his peers. I'm delighted to be joined today by Kenny Gilbert. Kenny, how are you doing today? Well, nice uh, introduction, James. Um, well, but but flattered by it. I need to take a drink, I think. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm doing well, thank you. I hope, I hope you're doing well too. Aye, grand. Aye, it's uh, great to have finally uh, secured you. I've been uh, there. has been quite a few folk mentioned your name uh, coming on. And how's it? How's the memory for looking back on a career? It's alright. Um, yeah, uh, I guess you forget all the bad times and I remember all the good times, so it'll <laughs> be fine. Well, if you can, take me right back uh, to the very early days and, and where did the love of football begin for you? And then who were the early influences on you as a, as a bear? Well, I grew up in Northfield, uh, so we pretty much had nothing else to do apart from play football in the <laughs> in the, the fieldy. I'm sure everybody that ever played up in Northfield hated it because it was always freezing and windy <laughs> and open. But um, yeah, I started playing when I was probably eight or nine. Um, Ken McKenzie, who mm-hmm. ran Northfield for many many years, Aye. he um, gave me an opportunity and. 
um, I just grew from there. I mean, it was discipline was was the main thing for him. We okay. we all of us, yeah, kids. I mean, if you didn't do what you were told, then you wouldn't be playing. It was his way or the highway. So it kind of it's a it's a good lesson for you for your future. They probably that, right. A lot of people didn't realise it back then, and some people didn't adhere to his rules, so they were out. <laughs> but um, yeah, he taught me main thing was discipline and it stood me in good stead going forward and I mean when I was when I was young we were always playing football and I was always playing with the older kids Uh, I mean uh, a couple of names Johnny Brune he was he Mm -hmm. was for Northfield and was a couple of years older than me and I kind of hung about with them so maybe why I came on a little bit quicker playing with the young the older guys (laughs) quite a few names came out of that uh, Northfield uh yeah, well, I, I actually met up um, with Ken McKenzie uh, a few months ago, uh-huh. and uh, he hasn't changed a bit. Not as involved in football now, but mm. um, I did ask him who who is uh, who the best players was that came out of Northfield, and he he mentioned three. He mentioned um, obviously Wally Faulkner was probably uh-huh. the most successful one. Went on and played the English Premier League, Aye. and Johnny was. Johnny Broom was the most um, skillful one in, in his eyes. Um, probably should have went on and uh, made some sort of impact in, in the league, but he never, unfortunately. And then he said, he said that I was his, I was the one that he would, he would never ever, well, he would always go to. For the matter what position you're playing, he said you would always get the same same result. He mm-hmm. would be a hundred percent and. First name on his sheet, so that was a little bit flagging because there was a lot of a lot of good players um, came through Northfield. Great, and uh, that that grounding uh, led you to signing S forms for Aberdeen. Was that a team that you you grew up supporting? In fact, far with the idols uh, on the pitch then. Definitely, um, uh, my dad he he worked the pathology as a steward, Aye. Um so I I always went to the the games. Actually, before he he, he worked. It, we used to my dad used to work in a, a fish so we used to take a, a fry of fish doing uh-huh. a wee knock on the door and we would, we would get in jump into the paddock as it was back then and <laughs> um, so I was there for the for the um, Bayern Munich game which was oh, probably the, the greatest ever game it's uh-huh. been at Pataudry um, my heroes were every one of those Gothenburg greats but uh, in particular probably Neil Cooper because mm-hmm. I end up playing middle of midfield, same Aye. sort of um, position as Neil. But my, my my hero back then was Eric Black. Okay, I just yeah. I, I loved because I I played up front to start when I was a kid, and the way he used to hang up in that air and get his headers in, it was it was amazing. And I remember one time because I used to even go and watch the reserves. The reserves used to play the opposite um, game mm-hmm. from the first team. And I remember before the the League Cup final or, or Skull Cup final yeah, against Hibs, Eric was struggling. And the, the reserves had a game and he was there with Willie Gardner. And Willie was crossing balls in him and he was heeding him in and emptying it. That was his fitness test. But after <laughs> it, he came and I, I was sitting next to the, um, the director's box and there was a wee fence there and Eric Aye. Black was sitting just a, a couple of seats and it was, oh, it was, it was well chuffed. <laughs> I actually, I got to meet him. I, I probably met him up at County a few times but Aye. I never really had a chat with him but I met him at Neil Cooper's funeral and oh, I, 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 what a great guy. I mean, Aye. really down to earth and 
be honest, he probably should still be in the game in, ah, yeah. in some in some shape or form. He was, he was highly regarded as a coach, wasn't he? Definitely, definitely. I mean, he was tilted for Aberdeen job yeah. now and again, but it, it never materialised. Yeah. Okay, and, and when you did sign for Aberdeen, you were Alex Smith's first signing, is that right? Yep, I mean, uh, as, as it goes, <laughs> I was his first F's for him signing... Uh, Scott Booth was his first aye, signing, aye. Um, young boy signing, and Big Theo was his first first <laughs> team signing. So it was, ah, you know, the papers made a, a big thing about it at the time, but no, it was good. I mean, it was back in the day, Alex Smith took your, your parents in uh, and spoke to them and laid out what they expected from um, a full time professional, and, yeah, and it was good. It was, uh, uh, yeah. How old were you, you say, for Aberdeen? Fifteen. Fifteen, aye. Yep. Uh, Quality. And uh, a lot of good players are in then that signed uh, on with you. Is any, did any of the others uh, in the young boys go on to do? Hugh Robertson. Shug, oh, aye. Mm-hmm. Shug, Shug, we signed at the same time. Um, Colin Milne, he went on and played decent in High League aye. and Peter Heed and stuff. Mm-hmm. Kevin Christie, maybe not a name that you would know aye. because he, he left Aberdeen and went to Airdrie and Motherwell and he stays doing that side of the, okay. right. the country now. So, um, I'm just trying to think. That's probably about it, I think. A good, a good bunch. Uh, and yeah. uh, you also, this would have been when you, you picked up international honours. You were a, you were a schoolboy international. Yeah, well, I was fortunate. Um, I, I always remember when I went for these trials, um, Ken McKenzie would say, look, nobody, well, hardly anybody from Aberdeen gets in these things. So yeah, you, yeah. you need to stand out, whether it's making a, a tackle or being a voice on the pitch. He says you need to do something different to, to get these guys interested. And then, obviously, your footballing will, will take care of itself. So mm-hmm. I, I took that advice on, and I was fortunate enough to, to play for both the Scotland under-15s and 16s. Unfortunately, uh, made captain of the 16 squad. So it was a good experience, really good experience. Showing leadership, uh, obviously, even back then. Ah, well, I like to win, so I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's a, a one good point of a leader. That if you like to win, so oh, we, we had some good boys in that in that fifteens uh, team for the north. We were we were quite lucky. I mean, me and John, we got into the the under fifteens at that stage, mm-hmm. but John got in. Uh, John Scott, sorry, mm-hmm. John got injured, and. Um, he got replaced by another guy that you'll know his name, Paul Ritchie. Oh, mm-hmm. he, he was he was in the trial, but he was a year younger than everybody else and very raw. Aye. And so he he didn't end, he get in to start with. But then uh, when John got injured, they pulled him in, and he ended up he he got in a year early. Then Aye. he was the captain of the 15s a year later. So uh-huh. uh, it kind of, kind of went on and done that right for himself. Uh-huh. <laughs> so has he been the only that maybe made it all the way up to to full international honours? Yeah. Probably, yeah. Aye. Probably to full international. Yeah. Charlie Miller, he was just, oh, um, he was one behind us as well. But mm-hmm. I, I was all, we were always half expecting him to get the shot to come and play aye, aye. because he was that good. Aye, but, I, I yeah, he had some talent. Like, oh, amazing! Really, really good player. Yeah, yeah. But uh, there was a lot back then. But aye. Charlie kind of stepped up and took it on. But, I'm proud yeah. and an amazing experience for you and your folks I'm sure that pulling on that Scotland jersey I can't oh, think of anything better no no there'll never be a prouder moment in a footballing sense uh-huh. to, to play for your country I remember before the games the first game I played was at Lundithgo Roses uh, pitching mm-hmm. um, before it, the the manager who was a school teacher um, uh, Brian McElindon was his name never knew him 
Um, but they would they would like present you with your strip again. It was, it was like uh, this yeah. is, and everybody gets one of these. So wear it with pride, and and you got all the 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 national anthem and stuff like that. It was uh, it was it was pretty good quality, quality. So uh, signing full time for Aberdeen, obviously. Uh, so who was taking sort of the young teams back then? Who was who was kind of your guy? Um, so when we were kids, uh, even although we were just training as S forms, mm. we were always getting coached by like George Adams, Lenny Taylor, Aye. Drew Drew Jarvie, Jockey Scott. They would always Brilliant. come in mm-hmm. and coach the the young boys, which was amazing. Nowadays, I kind of see. Um, Jim Goodwin and he's number two going and coaching the kids no. they need to but back then it was like everybody mucked in Aye. I mean the manager and assistant were there because this was night time we were training so they were mm-hmm. there until 8, 9 o'clock at night every right. night um, so when I first went full time it was uh, Neil Cooper just came the, the other Neil Cooper just mm-hmm. came in as a, a player coach so okay. he, was, he was our coach and then when Wally stopped playing, he was a reserve team manager, which was amazing experience for Aye. most of us young boys <laughs> getting coached by Wally Miller. And was, wow, he was amazing. And he kind of, uh, Wally, like me, uh, when we were in the reserve, maybe captain and stuff. But mm-hmm. I, it's, a, it's, a, it's a different story. When he took over the, the managerial job, as a, a lot of different pressures came Aye, along yeah. with it. And, mm-hmm. and it's a shame probably took it too early because I'm uh-huh. sure every Aberdeen fan would agree that um, Wally Miller being Aberdeen manager pretty much doesn't get better than that. No. <laughs> he was good with young boys though when he was working with you. Brilliant. Uh-huh. Really, really good. Demanded, mm-hmm. demanded 100%, demanded your standards. But in the low, he, he was... Like he had to stop because he was injured. He would still demonstrate things and use his left foot, use his weak foot, just because he knew he could. So it was like, hey, "Look, you guys, <laughs> if I can do this with my weak foot and you can't do it with your good foot, then there's a problem." But I was really, really good with the young boys. Brilliant. And uh, obviously, you had chances to train we we reserves and first team. And I think you said to me your first uh, Aberdeen reserve game at sixteen, and you scored. I uh, we were playing, like I say, the, the, the reserves used to play the opposite feature from the first team. Mm-hmm. We we played the Airdrie at home, which first time been on Petaudry. It was, uh, it was amazing. Uh, I can't remember who took the corner, but somebody took a corner and I went, got up uh, a wee header for uh-huh. a 1-0 win. So it was, uh, uh, yeah, I was delighted. Quality. If I were the real standouts that you, you got to train and play with on a, on a daily basis in the... When I first started, that was when Aberdeen were, were still going for the title. I, I mean, said they were, they were I, finishing I second there. quite a lot, weren't they? Yeah, I was there when um, we we went to high box and lost out on the, the last oh, day. Aye. So all these guys, Jim Betts, Stuart McKimmy, Alec McLeish, mm-hmm. yeah, then when the, the foreigners came in, Hans Hillhouse played oh, with aye. Hans, Big, Big Willem, Theo, Van de Ven, Paul Mason, and it was unbelievable um, quality of player there was and Charlie Nicholas. I mean, when we, oh, aye, aye. I, I never played with Charlie, but I was in and around the club as a youth uh, player when when he was there, and mm. uh, just unbe- unbelievable, really, really good, good with the young guys. I mean, we'd, we'd noise them up sometimes as well, but really good there for <laughs> advice if anybody needed it. Aye, brilliant. I guess on the flip side, uh, oh, hey, now that great players there is game times get to be a, a premium 
I know. Aye. But see, see, back in, in those days, it was like playing for the reserves was almost like playing for the first team. But, right. but the, the quality that was uh-huh. um, playing for us every week, because the first team took maybe 15, 16 mm. with them, and the rest were playing for the reserves, and it was... Uh, the standard was really aye, good, aye. and uh, I mean we, we had a, a decent team. But yeah, yeah, you get to an age where when you've played a lot of reserve team football and played for your country, you need it's then time to to start buying yourself out in the aye. first team on a regular basis. And it was le- it was less of loan things going on back mm-hmm. then. Although I did end up going on loan initially to Hull, but it, it wasn't a, it wasn't a lot of it back then. Aye. You did get one game for the first team, did you, before you, you went off the hall? I did play one game. I, um, we, we played Coventry in the, the Tall Ships game. Oh, I was right. a nervous wreck, to be honest with you. <laughs> I, I knew I was, Stuart McKimmy was injured, so I, I was I was in it right back. Oh, and, um, we was playing up against uh, uh, Dion Dublin was up front, him and uh, Peter, Peter Unlove. So uh, John Salaka was up against uh, Had Jess got to uh, uh, Jess was there Jess aye. was there He okay. was playing for us aye, aye. He scored I think he scored Or won Okay <laughs> Kind of fancy getting up Against Dion Dublin Like No I mean I, I was up so I remember um, Chasing John Salaka Back uh, And it was like Into the box <laughs> and, I, and I made a challenge And it was probably I think if it hadn't have been Five one up, and I hadn't been a young a young kid. The referee that probably gave it, so he, he let me <laughs> off. It's probably the only one time I've ever been let off. Yeah, there. <laughs> Well, in fact, the social scene in the banter or in Aberdeen at that time, obviously things were going pretty well for the club. Was that was that a good scene as well? You get a, get uh, a well, chance to hear a good laugh. Us as um, young boys, I, it was brilliant because, like you say, Aberdeen were at the top. I mean, mm. we were probably on the the descent, but at the time, Aberdeen were still expected to win every game. Aye. Yeah, you would sign for Aberdeen, so you you know, like you were you were up between thinking you were um, Yorkshire if, if for one or a better <laughs> word, but I it's yeah, it was it was good times to be at the club, and, and it was hard to be to get in there, and Aye. everybody was there. Was doing their utmost to make sure we got a contract the next year and and the next year and maybe if you're fortunate to get to the first team. Aye, aye. So did you did you uh, kind of push through the a move to Hull? Obviously, it was on loan at first, or was that something the club kind of decided? Or well, I mean, when I went initially, it was obviously to get some um, first team football, mm-hmm. and a lot was a loan. After that first game, the the manager Terry Dolan says to me, "Do you want you to stay? Do you want to sign?" And I said, "Hi, let's go for it." I mean, the first game we played Rotherham, saying um, uh, I got man of the match, so I was like, "Oh, this is great! This is going to be like this every week." But uh, unfortunately, it wasn't. Is that Um, they were third division at the time, were they? They were second division at the time, oh, and then we okay. got relegated that ah, first okay, ah, first yeah. season. Then we went down to third, but yeah, it was it was good. I mean, you're playing against a thousand of people. I mean, Aye. I think what, the second season we played Bradford, and that obviously was a derby mm, game, mm-hmm. and there was police horses and everything there. I mean, there was there was trouble. <laughs> the, the, the the Bradford fans um, ran on the pitch and stuff, and it was I, I was a sub that game and. You could see the ambulance folk taking people blood on him and everything past you. It was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> it, was it was pretty mental. Yeah, it was good, good standard. Met a lot Aye. of nice people. Everybody was like giants. I was just a wee, 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 wee guy for Aberdeen. But yeah, it was a good experience. 
if it, if how, if it was a difference in standard, I think I'd feel at the top of the kind of SPL, the, the second division down there. Was it a bigger oh, jump of standard then than it would be now? Uh, As in no, Scotland. Probably, Scotland was probably better then than it is now. <laughs> oh, definitely. I, I, that, that, that's for sure. I mean, but for, for me, because I hadn't played that much first team football, mm-hmm. it was and it was it was a big jump. Aye. I mean, the 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 quality of players and and the which was or the old second was brilliant. I mean, Aye. it was some. So I, I, the, the guy I played with, Bobby Davidson, you probably will remember him because you're mm. you're a lot younger than me. But he played for Leeds okay. back probably when um, Lee Chapman and stuff oh, played right. for mm-hmm. Leeds, and he was a striker, a really nice guy, um, quality goal scorer. These, uh, I, I was trying to actually remember some more names that some of these older guys, but I couldn't remember him. Bobby, Bobby was one the the main uh, one. Uh-huh. Um, but there was a few good um, young boys coming through as well. Yeah. I mean, Roy Carroll Aye. was a goal. Me and Roy made our, well, we didn't make our date. We made our first starts together. Because okay, yeah, after yeah. that that game against Rotherham, we, I think the next game was Swindon or something. Yeah. And me and Roy, Roy was a, a, the goalie. And he, he made his debut. I, I made my first start and he went on and played for Man U mm-hmm. and I, yeah. I went to Ross County. So I think um, he done a little bit better than I did. <laughs> He was still playing until recently. I think he played on uh, the quite a quite a ripe old age. I think he was playing yeah, in Greece. And, yeah, he's now. I was. I, I made contact with him a, a few months ago. Hmm. He's coaching the goalies at Northern Ireland. And, ah, brilliant! Yeah. But I think he's back home now. Ah, quality. Why did you choose Hall? Was it was it the only option, or was it you just fancy no, it? Or? To be honest, it chose me. I mean, right. I think a lot of it was to do with, with Dean Windass coming to Aberdeen, okay, and yeah. that channel was just opened. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I, it wasn't a choice really. I mean, it wasn't a lot. It was two or three teams. It was aye, just, aye. do you want to go on loan here? And, go, yeah. But to be honest, it was. Um, Looking back now, a long, long way to go. I mean, Aye. I'd never, apart from my trips with Scotland, I'd never really no. done any travelling and and uh, hadn't been on a lot of aeroplanes. And again, mm-hmm. you you think it's just, it's an hour and a flight to Aberdeen, Humberside, some uh, 45 minutes, but it takes about eight hours to drive. And that's a long, <laughs> it's a long drive, especially for your, your parents to come and watch you and that's stuff it. like that. Was, uh, How old were you when you went down there? 19. Aye. So it was a, for 20, yeah. an eye opener, a young lad going down there uh, ready yeah, for the first time. Uh, <laughs> and the digs and stuff like that. I'd never done that. I'd always been at uh, home uh, because uh, local boys. So, <laughs> uh. Memorable moment. Surely one of them must have been getting a, a, a league goal against Cardiff. Uh, I was probably the only one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The best moment was probably my debut, actually, for Hull. Aye. I mean, we, we got beat. Um, but the, the atmosphere was brilliant. And the standard was good. And and ah, the, the guys welcomed me in really nice. And that was like, that was my, my introduction to first-team football. Mm-hmm. And um, from there on, I, I kind of, uh, I never fell out of it, to be honest. It was all, I, I was never one for being a sub very no. often. So, yeah. yeah. No, I was, yeah, scoring my goal. And I do remember, I think yeah, I, I, I Googled it uh, and managed to get a clip after it was on the YouTube hours. is it ah, I think <laughs> I think I got it once I showed it to the kids um, yeah but it was a wee one two and got into the box and 
probably closed my eyes, but I slotted it into the progressive goalie. <laughs> See, I think, uh, judging by the dates that I read, that you were kind of there for almost a, a calendar year and a bit, but yeah. obviously it was a short period. Was it was it good for your career, a good learning experience for fit was to come? Yeah, definitely. And, and one thing I, I learned is, I mean, when I was young, looking up to all these the first team stars, you thought, oh, these guys are amazing, they're much better than me. But when you get in and you're in amongst the first team, yeah, yeah. everybody's the same. I mean, everybody, and obviously the experience you get will determine how how, how you, you go about your business. But And if you go in there with the right attitude, everybody's the same. Yeah, I mean, yeah. there's, there's, we're all human at the end of the day, but when you're a young boy, you think these these first-team players are immortals and they can do <laughs> things that you can't do. But no, you, you soon learn that everybody, everybody's the same and if you work hard, and you, you can get your awards. Aye, yeah. So uh, just, a, just a short period, but uh, enjoy the time here. Aye, really Aye. good. Aye. We had some one one thing. Sorry, I did learn was that the away games are very, very, very long journeys. I mean, when we went to like Swindon, which was probably the other side of London, we drove it, and it was like fucking ten hours. So we were getting coming back off that bus, and they were allowed drink on a bus at that time. So we were getting, I was. I was getting peeled off the bus. Sometimes. I would have prepared, prepared you for a week away and stuff. It was come later on. Uh, uh, this is week away <laughs> times three, honestly. Uh, uh, I mean, the, the, one of the guys that I still keep in touch with, he said he's in Australia now, and he really? said that they've got a, yeah, a trophy with my name on it. He said it's uh, the, the Kenny Gilbert Award but for being the donkest man ever. <laughs> so, uh, coming, off a, coming off of one of these away trips. So. Brilliant. And and off and sometimes when we got a result it was even better. Aye. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. So um ninety seven you decided to, to cut the the whole period short and move up yeah. to, to Ross County. Was that yeah. was that your decision? You just want to come back here or? Yeah, I think the, the club were going through big well, it was a, a kind of there was changes going on even when I was there. The the fans didn't like the chairman and right. Um, they were looking for new owners and obviously the results weren't very good so the manager was always on a shoot peg mm. and uh, it was just uh, I spoke to the manager and I said look maybe it's just time for me to go up the road I wasn't a, a regular that they would um, struggle mm. to replace so he, he was fine and he let me go and there was a couple of teams I mean St Johnston and Dundee were supposedly mm-hmm. um, interested but as soon as I spoke to the chairman, and then I, 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 I never, I never spoke to Neil until I went up. But I spoke to Roy, and Aye. I knew obviously that I was going to be playing for Neil Cooper, who I, I, I was a legend in my eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a no-brainer. And Roy, um, if, I think I drove up. Actually, I drove up and met Roy at Dice, where which was McGregor. His McGregor's place was there at that time, and then. Drove up to to meet Neil and knocked on his door in uh, North Keswick and he was like, <laughs> "I thought you were big." No, he said, "Teddy Scott said you were bigger than that." <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I think he, was, he, he knew I was five foot seven. <laughs> they the, uh, they say never to meet your your heroes. Was that uh, was that wrong in in Neil's case? Yeah, oh, definitely, definitely. But I, when I met him, we just hot it off Aye. and. Till the day he passed away, I mean, he was one of my heroes, good fr- good friends. Mm. I mean, we'd bounce things off each other, and yeah, shame he's not here anymore. I've, I mean, I've had 
I've interviewed a few players that played under him or with him, and when I heard a bad word said about him, like both for his no. playing and his coaching. Yeah, he was a he was a bundle of laughs. Aye. I mean, I mean, if he probably took it a bit more serious, he would have maybe <laughs> even done even better, and he done well. He took county as far as he could at Aye. the time, Aye. and um, done well being in England as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's. He was very, his coaching was relaxed, but mm-hmm. he, you could, if he didn't win, he, he went mental. I mean, he, would, yeah, he <laughs> would rip the paint off the wall if, if things were going. There was no in between me, Coops no. and Dele. He was either on <laughs> cloud nine or he was chewing your head off. But, <laughs> I was lucky enough to um, not be on the end of many of his runs, but I, I did hit one or two. Like <laughs> <laughs> So, move, obviously, moving to Hull was a, was a shock to system, but moving up to to Ross County must have been a culture shock, and Well, it was, but I mean, it was. I, I was then uh, reunited with some um, people that I knew before. I mean, Roy McBain was there. Oh, Derek Adams was there. <laughs> um, we, we soon signed another couple of guys. Uh, Kevin Morgan came up for Aberdeen. Okay, so aye, aye. yeah, it was uh, made it easier. The, uh, the big thing was uh, it was it was the future. They, they were tr- uh, I bought into what they were trying to do, mm-hmm. and again they were a part time club just newly up for the Highland League. But they wanted they had a Roy had his five year plan and he wanted to get yeah. to the first division in five mm-hmm. years, and us six guys to start we were coming on full timers, young boys that had been to a, a, a decent club but never mm-hmm. never made it through the breakthrough. So um, the plan was to get these six into the team and grow the team and have supplemented with some uh, Highland League players. Right. And he did. He did it well. I mean, it probably took a little bit longer than, than they wanted to get out the third, but once we got out of there, we kind of just blossomed up. Aye. And uh, uh, how does this period sort of rank in your players? Because you were involved in back-to-back promotions, weren't you? I was, obviously, when you're playing every week in a first team, winning games, it's, the, the, that was probably my best Aye. playing period yeah. in, of my career, if I'm being honest. And I was captain. Um, and so, yeah, everything was good. But it, it wasn't easy, I have to mm. say. I mean, all, all those all six guys that he, they took up, or even when they added to that full timers, but didn't always. I, I luckily did, but they didn't always play. And and there was always a lemon us sometimes with the, the part timers thinking, oh, you full timers always get <laughs> games. But it didn't work out like that. I mean, Coops was. was um, Pretty good that way. There was no favouritism. The best eleven played, but Aye. he did. He did hate carte blanche to sign anybody who was actually half decent. And as uh, <laughs> ever played against this, we always seem to sign him that following week. I <laughs> <laughs> MD did a good game. They were in. They were in training on Aye. Monday. Aye. <laughs> <laughs> Aye. Did we uh, manage to get uh, some celebrations in with the, with the promotions? So this is a funny one, right? So we 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 beat Brecon um, away to win a league, and um, Fergie, who is Stephen Ferguson, who Aye. obviously contributed a hell of a lot to to us winning the league. Mm-hmm. He he wasn't there because he had broke his jaw the <laughs> week before. So and I my eye had gone by then. So I, I only played in that game because. Coops asked me to. Uh, like my, my one eye uh, had already been okay, damaged, aye, so aye. I was I was goosed for sight. But I played because I knew we needed the result, <laughs> so I played. And um, so after the game, we really, really weird. Um, 
I, I went, we went back to, me and Roy went back to Aberdeen, the Glasgow and Edinburgh boys went back to their um, place, and the, but the, the bus went back up to Dingwall, so I'm, I'm pretty sure it was some good celebrations for them, <laughs> but no, for us it was it was strange, uh, but obviously at the end of that season we went to Magaluf, uh, we, 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 we done a nice time, <laughs> but it was funny, we were in Magaluf and um, Freddie probably tells this story better than I do because he's a better storyteller but um, I, I was I had one eye so I had my eye stitch closed and Fergie had his jaw stitch closed so, and it was like um, he was doing my eyes and I was doing his mouth so it was like <laughs> uh, it was a strange old trip the Mangaloof that one was <laughs> Coops, Coops being a manager it was, it was funny because uh, most of the, the journeys back would stop at um, Pitlockery for some chips and Aye. fill up the the the, the beer kegs. <laughs> and um, but sometimes if we got beat, Coops would he would go wandering. I remember us searching Pitlockery for him once because he he wasn't happy and he went for a wander. <laughs> but half an hour, an hour later, we got him back on the bus and <laughs> yeah, we had some we had some really good. Uh, that was a good thing about um, Ross County. The away trips because we were good. pretty successful, yeah. And uh, especially when we we got most of the guys living locally, Aye. because it's better when everybody's together. And Definitely. a lot of the mm-hmm. time, especially in the early days, the guys just dispersed off to their own places after games. Mm-hmm. But the the more full time guys we got, we got um, guys living more local. It was much better. I mean, we would get back even in Inverness and we would go to the, the fluke or some place like uh, that mm-hmm. together and and have a have a few shandies. <laughs> yeah, good, some good characters were around. So I think he's, um, I think it was maybe Mark McCormick said that you and Stevie Ferguson had a good partnership in the midfield. Um, but there was Ian Maxwell, Nicky Walker. There was a few few good characters around. It. Ah, uh, yeah. Like me, me and Ferg, we, we never knew each other mm-hmm. from Adam till till we actually started playing together, and it, it just clicked. We we we, we worked so well, and it, he was I was his best man. He was my best man, <laughs> so we're still pretty close. But ah, uh, it was a lot of a lot of big characters. I mean, Nicky Walker obviously was the first one. Aye. Another legend played so many games for. Everybody, Rangers, Aberdeen, Aberdeen Hearts, mm-hmm. Scotland. Um, Alex Taylor was another one that was pretty influential for us young boys. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know Alex, but he he was like played for a number of games for Dundee United ah, okay. uh, under Jim McLean, left, um, then played for Falkirk, Wraith Rovers. Then he, he was at County Coops to come up and he was like full time with us I mean we uh, us daft young boys were all staying in a farmhouse and then on our day off we would go play golf and get drunk and Alex would be bird watching and stuff so honestly I'm seriously having get binoculars up oh, I'm just going to try and find a Falcon or something like that but he, he was yeah he was really he, I was another guy Tom Callahan you probably, you probably know but I mean Tom was a Polar opposite for Alex. It's probably a similar age, but he was the ultimate non-professional. I mean, <laughs> even even on the days that we weren't off, he was oh, let's go and get a, a carry out and we'll, <laughs> we'll get back to the farmhouse and start playing daft games. <laughs> golly, golly. <laughs> so, um, 
How about, uh, obviously you, you played in some uh, big games during Wee Hall, you said, but how was the atmosphere and the pressure of the, the Highland Derby? How, how was that rivalry? Well, my, my debut was actually a Highland Derby oh, yeah. um, a midweeker, and we got beat, I think. I'm sure we did. But I, I didn't win many derbies. I think I only won once. We uh, It was away from home, and I think um, maybe Alec Bone or Darren Henson scored a pen. Mm. Um, but no, the derbies were brilliant. I mean, that yeah. first, my, my, my debut, I uh, hadn't played for a, a, a couple of weeks, and midweek up in Dingwall, soft pitch. It was like, uh, I mean, I was cramping up after 60 minutes. I kept on playing, but uh, the atmosphere was brilliant. Five, we got 5,000 um, people in there at that time. His place was bouncing. Yeah, Magic. so, Magic. Uh, and yeah, so, but like I say, if I'm being honest, on our rise up through the leagues, mm. Cali kind of, they were like a one step ahead. Aye, and I don't like aye. saying this, believe me, I don't like saying <laughs> this, but they were normally one step ahead of us, aye. and can, they were getting promoted before us, and, and the. They just seemed to to be better than us, but it was a good challenge. I mean, uh, it was good to to knock them off their perch now and again. Obviously, nowadays, County um, are are sitting pretty in the, the uh, Premier League. They're in the Premier League and Cali, aren't it? That's it. No tables have turned. <laughs> but uh, yeah. it was a it was a different uh, kettle of fish for, for being well looked after the Aberdeen uh, to Ross County in the third division, though. Definitely. I mean, <laughs> I mean, any other team in Scotland, probably bar Rangers and Celtic, right. Aberdeen are miles ahead. Uh, go, even going to Hull, uh, I mean, you were washing your own gear mm. and stuff like that, training on crap <laughs> training pitches. Although Aberdeen now have got their own training facility, but they didn't hear they right. didn't hear back then. But we still made the best of it. I mean, us as young kids would go and like make sure that we've got a flat surface for the first team to train and, and stuff like that so it still felt as though you, you were training on a decent surface but uh, yeah moving to, to county it was totally different you were you were back to Dean everything for, in the early days you Aye. were back to Dean everything for yourself and um, yeah making your own lunch and yeah. fueled by uh, the crisp sandwich crisp, crisp, crisp sandwich <laughs> yeah. it, was, it was funny because like if if the chairman was feeling flush, he would maybe then allow us to go and get in a bunch of already made sandwiches and do a fight for the chicken <laughs> sweet corn. I remember always you would see the egg and the tuna last game waiting for somebody to take them. But no, chicken and sweet corn was always a popular one. <laughs> so you got a chance to, to play under Alex Smith uh, at Ross County as well, didn't you? He came to County later on. Yeah, and I was kind of it was unfortunate because um, Alex started my career at Aberdeen, and uh-huh. he he was a man in county when I, when I had to retire. But uh-huh. I, I never I never was able to give him um, the real me because. My and, uh, and I remember I had just got a hernia operation as well. I think when Alex took over. Okay, so. Yeah, I never, I was never able. I don't know. I would have to go back and check. I don't know how many games I oh, played okay. for Alec and Jimmy, but it wasn't many. It wasn't many, and um, yeah, I, I knew that because when I, I, I had experience with Alex Smith before, he, he really liked me as a youngster. And I remember mm-hmm. when he left, I went and seen him in his office, and he says, "Look, don't worry, you'll be all right. Willie'll look after you." And um, 
you just got on with your career. Yeah. And when he came to county, I felt bad because I knew that uh, if he had mm-hmm. came a few years ago when I hadn't hurt my eye and stuff, I'd been able to have a bigger impact in his his teams. But it was probably the right thing. Um, I had left. Well, I left yeah. it retired, whatever, at that stage. So, but it was a fitting end to my career that it was Alex Smith that was no. there. Yeah, and he and he done good for me. I got my testimonial, mm-hmm. and the um, big, yeah, Big Alec took a, a team up, which was really nice of him. And um, Alex Smith said a few kind words, and yeah, it was it was very yeah. much appreciated. And and I I actually spoke to him before he left to go to Australia because he's he lives in Australia now. Okay, and. Um, I was a thing um, on uh, I can't remember what it was but I managed to get his number and I gave him a wee message and he messaged me back and uh, so yeah big influence on my, my footballing right. career yeah so what actually happened with the eye injury that kind of forced you to, to leave Ross um, so I, I always wore a, a contact lens in my left eye Aye. Um, because I had a condition called um, keratoconus okay. which means I've got a pointed cornea so I needed to wear a lens to get better vision Aye. so um, my lens got a bit of dirt behind it and it scratched the cornea and um, I got infection and one thing led to another um, I had to get an operation. Nobody, no uh, surgeon wanted to do the operation because I was a footballer, and mm. unless I stopped playing, I didn't want to stop playing at that time because I was. Um, I was only twenty-four, I think it was when it happened, and um, so a guy in Inverness, uh, he said he would do it, and um, but he says, you know, um, which the. The pitfalls are so if you go back to playing football, you it's at your own risk. I said, okay, I'm happy with that, and and I did it. And then, lo and behold, I got a couple of years, and then I got the ball. I remember, I remember it even though it was just, like it was yesterday. Yeah. David Winters, it was um, kicked the ball, and it went clean off my eyeball, and oh. it, it split my pupil. And um, when I went back to to the surgeon, he says, look. That, that's probably your warning now that <laughs> it's time to give up because if it happens again, you might lose a sight in your eye altogether. So I stopped. Well, I tried to stop, but I, I didn't last very long. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, it was obviously a nightmare scenario for you, probably dark times having to stop playing football, but uh, an amazing stroke of luck for, for my hometown team, Devon Vale. Um, and I know that every I've interviewed a lot of the guys that won the league, and they are speak very glowingly. Of you even the ones that you nailed in the cages at goals. <laughs> I, it was it was strange. I mean, I, you're right. It was very low, and I, I probably took some time to try and get my head together. And uh, the first phone call I had was uh, George Adams. Uh-huh. I mean, me and Derek are, are really close. We, okay. we, we grew up together. We left Aberdeen together. He mm. went to Burnley. That's I right. went to Hull. So we kept in touch. And we, before text messaging came about, we spoke to each other every Friday Okay. Um, for like 10, 20 years. Uh-huh. But well, we've kind of being a bit lazy or late and we just send, I send him a message every before every game just to wish him good luck uh, he's, yeah, he's George, doing pretty well at Morecambe just now uh, he's fantastic for for how he, do, he lives his life and uh, the character <laughs> he is for him to go in and um, command a change room I, I've got to hold my hands up uh, to him I never thought he'd be able to do it and he's done it and he's done it very well for uh, a number of years yeah. for a number of different clubs but yeah, George phoned me and said, look, get yourself down. He was at Rangers at the time. Get yourself down to Murray Park 
um, I want you to see, have a look at this place, and we'll get you onto your uh, do your badges and stuff. And Aye. I went, I went to Murray Park because I have a courtesy, and I didn't want to do my badges and stuff at that time. I just, I, I had been through the SFA um, age groups okay. and obviously loved it, but it was, it was, it was so obviously a job for the boys, sort of thing. And it was all <laughs> the same guys that had been there, and I just didn't want. I'm near that type of person, Aye. so I just thought, well, rather than. Um, be a hypocrite and do it I'll just need it <laughs> so, <laughs> probably a bit more stubborn than I should have been but and that's maybe my one regret that I never done it at that time because yeah. it would have been a lot easier to do it when you were younger uh, yeah, and yeah. still very very active and probably still uh, could play in a, in a team at that time but you know, I should have done but I didn't and um, <laughs> yeah then I had to get a real job <laughs> and then Greg gave me a phone and said do you want to come here, assistant? Because I think Billy had was just leaving right. mm-hmm. the Vale after them winning that league, and mm-hmm. I said, "Ah, let's let's do." It. I knew Greg for for Northfield days, so Aye. yeah, he stayed across the road from my my mum and dad, so it was yeah, it was a good fit. <laughs> and you went there just to be assistant, did you? But that didn't last uh, very long. Uh, just to be assistant, <laughs> and the typical Greg. He never honestly never spoke about playing at all. It was <laughs> never ever mentioned. And um, when we're doing pre-season, obviously, I was all right to, to do pre I could run about and stuff. And, mm-hmm. and he said, why do you need why do you play? And actually, we went to the the optician in Banff, and they, <laughs> they created these glasses, these Edgar David oh, sort of glass, <laughs> glasses things. <laughs> and I wore them a couple of times, uh, goals in uh, the cages. Yeah. And um, no, they kept steaming up for me. So I was like, <laughs> I can't wear these. Good. So I just said, ah, I, I won't bother with them, but let's go. I'll try it. I'll, right. I'll play. And so, yeah, and, and then I just started playing. And obviously the love for playing overtook the, right. the love for being an assistant. Although I did, I, I, I had an input. And mm-hmm. uh, me and Greg used to meet almost every night in his house and <laughs> we'd go over tactics and who we were looking to sign and, right stuff like that it was it was full on I mean anybody and I know everybody that's in football will know this anyway but anybody looking into an Island League team thinking it's part time mm. it's just no. it's nah there's no. nothing part time about it at all if you're a manager or you're involved in a team then and you want to do good then you're full time the only thing is part time is the money you'll get for it Nice, probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I obviously had, had Greg on, and he tells us about that. And uh, quite a few of the players have I said again, it was a great spell to be at Princess Royal Park, and you probably play with some great players there. And that some of them probably could have played at a higher level. Definitely, and the reason for that is a few. Uh, I mean, a few reasons. Luck, probably for one. Mm. Um, attitude. I mean, it's. I mean, they just attitude on a pitch on a Saturday, but it's how how you you conduct yourself, how you live your life. It's uh, you, to be a professional it is really you, you need to be a professional. You can Aye. you've got to sacrifice night suit with your mates. You've got to do all those sort of things, and and if you didn't do all those things. You've got no chance, but if, even if you do do all these things, you're still not guaranteed that you're going to be a professional <laughs> footballer. Yeah? No, but I mean, well, Rob, he. He was he was at Aberdeen Aye, and he'd right. done mm-hmm. done well for himself and was far too good to be playing Aye. in the Highland League. But that's just how it was, and um, uh, I can rattle them all off: Rab, Yogi, Rusty, and I mean, when when I first signed at Vale, 
um, Brahms had signed, which oh, was a, a great sign of him because I'd, I'd never seen him playing, obviously, because I, I didn't keep in touch with any high league football right. when I was at County, and, and apart from the times that we played them. And Brahms came and he was like Peter Schmeichel look, uh, looking. <laughs> and I thought, fuck's sake, this is a really good goalie. And he was a good goalie. Mm-hmm. He was, to be fair, he was a, he probably was better than we seen at Devonville, to be honest. Aye, but okay. he was a, he was still a good goalie. And then obviously Blanchett to go mm-hmm. for him, which is a kind of opposite for Brahms. He wasn't he wasn't a big and imposing, but he covered he covered Aye, that goal yeah. very very well. I mean, he was a really good goalie, really good. And um, I'm thinking Mike. I mean, Mike's probably the one that everybody would say should have been should have played <laughs> at a higher level. But uh, yeah, luck's got a lot to do with that. I'm sure. I, I've never seen Mike growing up when he was a kid. But I mean, if there was many better players than them, they must have been bloody good. <laughs> and because Mike was a Mike was, a, and a lot of people get the wrong impression. But Mike think he's lazy and he doesn't put in the work and stuff. Mm. When I was at Devonville and I, and I went and done extra, Mike was there all the time. Okay, and yeah. when I went to the gym and the party hotel, Mike was, was there, there all the time, all yeah. the time. I mean, he did, but he was just built that way. That Die. he didn't look like he did any extra, but he did. <laughs> he 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 pushed himself to the limits. I mean, I, I used to take a guys to doing the beach for. I run along the beach run and Mike was he was there he was, wasn't the one in it but he was putting the effort in and then yeah. he was getting better and better and Rusty and Yogi we, we all did it and they all put in the extra effort which was needed to to, to win that league and if you're, if you're just the same as the rest of the teams then you need to win it no that's it You'd mentioned uh, about sacrificing nights out, but I don't think this team sacrificed that many Sundays out by all accounts. No, I I forgot about the the nights out and left the county, so after that, it was all about nights out. Every, every, like you said about the long bus journeys, but even May Sardis, the guys are socialised together. Then it would be they would take turns at house parties, and then we'd we would spill over Sundays. And uh, Yogi was <laughs> Yogi was the best. I mean, once Yogi was was drunk, then he he's in the world. He's and you would no point in speaking to him because he would just and you you would get no response. But he would be there at the end of the night and on <laughs> probably end of the next day. <laughs> but it was they were all, honestly they were all good boys. I mean, Aye. I still speak to most of them now. I mean, Stuart Gray, uh, I was speaking to him. Just now ago, and obviously does. And mm-hmm. um, my 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 partner in crime for the the right wing side. I mean Ringo. I, I haven't oh, spoke to him in a while, but we had a, <laughs> a, a good relationship. I mean, doing that right hand side. Ringo was a, a fantastic player, oh, and we probably got him at the end of his, his time. I think, mm-hmm. but he was still good. He still he, I, I liked playing with him. Oh, and Moby, you, yeah. you couldn't really forget Moby. No. <laughs> Jamie, Jamie, poor Jamie came back for Australia and um, couldn't get a game for us because of Moby and Mike and forty goal, forty goal a season boy on the bench. I can't, I know. <laughs> and then he went in. He went to Cove or something, didn't he? And aye, started aye. scoring a heap of goals for them. Aye, he scored plenty. Um, but, how did the? So obviously you're a back player. How how did the eye injury affect the way that you played the game? Was it did you have to adapt massively? Yeah, yeah. I, I kind of I kind of had to change my whole game. I, I, my game was was based on energy and mm-hmm. midfield, making tackles yeah. and, and supporting supporting the good players basically. And um, I couldn't do that. We we uh, basically I've lost vision in my left eye. Okay. And I, I mean. 
if I put on a like a magnifying glass, I could probably see something little, but mm-hmm. I've lost the vision, so I had to then move to play at the back. Ah, so yeah. I played, I, I played right back or left back, mostly right back. And it's so the game's in front of you, and it's a little That's bit bad, slower, yeah. and you can you can pick things up. But I did play it right back, but. Because of the way I played, mm-hmm. it was often Greg would say, oh, we need you in the middle, Ken. And <laughs> it was the same when I went to Elgin with Robbie. He was like, we need you in the middle. I'm like, oh, fuck, I'm playing in the middle. But, uh, Ken, can you lose a little bit. Day. Yeah, Ken, it's... If somebody in there would be two eyes, would probably be better than me. But I just... I was... Uh, once you go on that pitch, it was just... Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was one one aim, and that was to win again. Yeah. Make sure your opponent didn't get the better of you. How does the winning the Highland League title um, and the other silverware you got in the time at the Vale? How does that rank? So in terms of your Hill career, obviously winning uh, the third division and things. Brilliant, um, really, really good. I mean, when we won the third division at County, I for the celebrations I wasn't there because mm. it was a home game that we got the trophy and I was in hospital when get my operation, uh, so okay. I missed it. And they had a mannequin there. We <laughs> we apart on its eye, so that was me. <laughs> I, I missed that. So it was there when we beat Cove at Cove. We all went out after it. Obviously, it was a, a midweeker, but we still all went out after it. And then espionage or something like that. Uh, all the boys were there, and it was, uh, it was brilliant. Great achievement to, to over the course of a season. I mean, that was really, really hard. The third division was, was tough to win because it, it was no was footballing contest. It was a kind of survival of the fittest, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the Highland League, it was a lot of quality teams there, and it, it wasn't easy. And that, that took us right down to the end. Aye. I think I, I remember we went to Wick, and that, I'm not sure if it was the second last game of the season, but we were getting beat. No, near Wick, uh, but William, we were getting beat or were drawn and um, Jamie Watt came up and scored a winner mm. it got us I'm sure we only won by the one goal right. at, mm-hmm. at, at Fort William which and, yeah, which took true. us on to the, the Cove game and we knew if we got something for that we'd won a league uh, and Big Scotty I remember Big Scotty rasped one into the, the top corners put, to put it to 1-1 mm-hmm. uh, he, uh, uh, he was playing for Cove at times he was playing for Cove I yeah, we had to get him back. Because we signed him the following That's season, right? right? <laughs> uh, no, but it was it was really really good. But I was more pleased for the boys, although most of them had done it before. But for Greg, because I mean, Bill won it, and it was all Greg. That doesn't matter what anybody says to you. Mm-hmm. He, he was a manager. But with Billy being there, sometimes the shine got taken off okay, yeah, for Greg. Mm-hmm. Then, so I mean, today again. For him, um, so it was, it was it was brilliant. But he saying that he went, he then went on to Bucky and, and done it again and again. And again, right, again. So right, <laughs> he proved he proved his worth. And, uh, and uh, if there's one sure. thing I would say, he should have got a, a shot at a, a managerial role in the Scottish in the leagues. Right. I mean, why Montrose or Peterhead never gave him a shot? I don't know. Yeah, right. it's bizarre. So you actually made your way back to senior football with we, we Elgin uh, before retiring again. Was that was that medical advancements meaning you could play again, or were you just chancing it? No, I was just. I was <laughs> a same. Robbie Robbie asked me to be his assistant, and again it was there for playing wise. Ah, but, okay. Um, when I did sign, he asked Luke if you maybe play a few games here or there, then just at the back, keep it, keep the young boys right and. <laughs> and obviously I did I wasn't good at saying no when it came to no. football so yeah, I ended up playing a fair bit of games I know it was a shame because Elgin and I still think the same thing 
they've got so much potential. Aye. When Ross County got into the league, um, there were the arguments that Elgin should have got in at that time because mm. they were bigger and they're set up probably for it. But I, I, I just think there's so many big um, businesses out there that, mm. that they need to get on board, but they want to get on board because there's, yeah, there's so much politics involved. It's a shame because they're really nice people mm-hmm. and it's uh, it's an... They could, they could do that in there, that's for sure. I mean, with Robbie being there, uh, I was surprised with Robbie in, in his managerial, mm. um, especially his coaching. His coaching was brilliant. Yeah. I, I, did, I didn't, he's coached totally different to how I, he was when he was a player because he was a, we were, I kind of probably replaced Rob, Robbie in the, mm-hmm. in the county midfield Aye. back then. So, but his training was really, really good, much more advanced than a lot of things I'd seen, even mm-hmm. for the professional game. And I thought, wow! And they just didn't—he didn't hear the same backing for the, ah, okay. the board. I mean, they needed serious investment to get some decent players up because we're still doing training in Glasgow, training in Inverness. Uh, it's a, it didn't it's work. A didn't work. <laughs> yeah, and they're still doing it now, and Aye. it still doesn't work. Nobody will ever convince me that no. half training works. Look at Peter Head, they were doing it and it doesn't work. It does, if you want to be successful, you need everybody together. I mean, if Will, Greg demanded that everybody mm. is together, be together. I, I mean, I, I remember back then there was teams like, I'm not sure, Bucky, maybe Bucky, some of them, half of them trained in Bucky, half of them trained in Aberdeen. Yes. And it was like, Ken, you can't, you can't be doing and, and he made sure we didn't. And with uh, Elgin, um, we used to train at uh, Inverness, some of us, and the guys in Glasgow trained in there. Uh, I'm sure it was it was um, one of the players that actually coached the guys and they were like, come on guys, can us? Nah. It wasn't it wasn't a good setup, but it was a nah. good it was a good bunch of boys that could have made if they were mm-hmm. together more often they would Aye. have made it better. Well, Greg, um, but we weren't we weren't Aye. a good Well Greg told me that was the first thing he changed to Bucky when he went in there and then obviously was went it? on to win a uh, league. <laughs> <laughs> it just goes so, to show, does it? Uh, yeah, uh, Dev, I'm I'm a big advocate of everybody being together. And and it was the same when we started County. I mean we the first thing um, Coops did was get all us young, but we needed to, to stay up there. We needed to get a core of people that were together all the time, and um, can we lived and breathed each other, whether it was good times or bad times. And and I think that's uh, it's got to be that way. Yeah. I mean, I, I I remember. I don't know what how it is nowadays, but even in the senior game, or as or players that that didn't um, live in the, the city that they're playing in. I remember when when we were young, Jim McLean at United, he made sure that um, players that they signed stayed mm-hmm. within a certain radius of Canada. So, oh, definitely. And even when it was at Hull, there was guys that lived in Manchester and again, a couple of cars came in every day mm-hmm. with, with the guys travelling. So they, they travelled probably two hours to get to training. It's near ideal. Near ideal. But when you're when doing in England, it's a bit different because these guys dot about to clubs every other year. Can it's now look they don't get the longevity no. of can being at a club now for five six years where you so, can uproot your family and go and move into another area. Aye, no, no. So can he fit you up to in football football wise? New am I right? You're involved with Aberdeen. I am um, helping him out um, like I'm the exit scout for Aberdeen which is okay. not very glamorous it's probably the worst job <laughs> at Aberdeen but I'm working my way up <laughs> so if, once kids get released for Aberdeen Aye. which uh, whatever level it is um, mm. 
I, I go and speak to their parents and um, try and help them out, go back to their boys' club, try and maybe get another team, mm-hmm. um, get some trials set up. And uh, a, a big one I'm looking at just now is scholarships. Okay. Um, for the old, for the older kids, mm-hmm. if they the the leave Aberdeen, then maybe try a scholarship in, in the states or as ones in Spain. They're they're, they're all over the world actually. Aye. So aye. yeah, just try and help and advise them, but. The, the big thing I always say, to, if, if you can get them young enough, is to stick in at school. It doesn't matter if you, how good you are at football. If you've got that um, school, good schooling behind you, it's mm-hmm. such a yeah, such yeah, a benefit. Life I, I, definitely. I, and I'm speaking for experience. Mm-hmm. I left school with nothing. I wasn't a daft, but I, I didn't care about school. I didn't care about results. Uh, I got mm-hmm. exams and stuff. Although I did, I did all right. I didn't care about it. Yep. And then when you get into the big bad world and by the uh-huh. time you're my age, 27, trying to get a job, and mm-hmm. the guys that you're going to get a job against have got degrees, they've got mm-hmm. they've got all sorts of stuff after their name, and then it's near level playing field when you yep. get older. So yep. if you can stick in. Um, if you're good at football, then that'll happen for you. If you're near, you're better off getting those grades and getting yourself off to university, college, or whatever. Or even if it's just to start a job at a young age. Yeah. Aye, aye. And uh, are a lot of clubs new taking on a bit more responsibility for for kids rather than just dumping them on a on the scrap heap? It seems to be they're they are uh, stepping up a bit for kids new that they're releasing. Definitely, they've, they've got to. I mean, if for future planning, if you want to get good kids in, you need to you need to show uh, some sort of pathway. Yeah. And if that pathway isn't it to the first team, then it's to something else, else, another right. career. But you need to you need to to show that you've you've got that pathway, and they just play lip service. A lot of them just play lip service, and and probably why Aberdeen have got an exit scout, so they mm-hmm. they've got somebody there that can then right. keep a tab on these kids and and be there to help and advise them. They're really really big on it in England. I mean, right. the in a much bigger way than we are, but I'm speaking to um, these guys in there, so we can do it and obviously on a right. smaller scale, but. Yeah. It's important that you help these kids because um, being on a scrap heap at 16 or 18 isn't good for anybody. Especially doing so far, they're being bigged up to be the next big thing and I was in the they're left with nothing. I know. And the, the, the scary thing is that that creeps into to, yeah. up, to everywhere. Aye. I mean, because we, up here, obviously, we've got less good players than the Ardenair because mm-hmm. we've got less players. But you still... Often here again, these uh, some of the kids, if they're touted for a move to England, then that's <laughs> it. They've made it, and they haven't even got that move to England yet. Yeah. So they're far from making anything. Aberdeen is like one of the best clubs uh, uh, yeah. that I I know of. And if if you're good and you make it Aberdeen, then you've got a, a real good opportunity to get somewhere. But I would would much rather these kids come in Aberdeen's first team, play fifty, hundred games, yeah, then go and make their move. Because uh, it's a good ground, and you ask anybody who's played for Aberdeen, and they'll, they'll tell you the same. Aye. I was point to, to Andy Robertson as a, as a perfect model in it. Get get at games under your belt, uh, Queen's Park, yeah. Dundee United, yeah. Hull, yeah. Uh, and then go win your European Cups after that. I know. I mean, <laughs> there's so there's so many left Scotland to go to uh, England, and I and I mean, just in the last few years, mm-hmm. and. I wonder in a few years' time where these kids will be, whether they'll be playing in the lower leagues of England. Or, and I know that they've been given a tremendous opportunity at a young age to go to, to a premiership club. But And if, if you just no, hold off yeah, for a few years... There's no substitute play, for first-team football. 
No, there's no, and then chasing sometimes it's financial rewards, and yeah. hey, if a kid's getting. 10 grand a week at 18 then who am I to say yeah, that you well, shouldn't be it. doing it but it's a short career and you've got to try and take as much as you can but it's, if you can play the long game but sometimes it doesn't work if you can get injured and stuff like that yeah, but I mean I would definitely advise a kid if you get as much first team football as you as you can then if you're good enough you'll you'll make Don't it move. Yeah. Great, Kenny, that's been absolutely fantastic. That hour's flown in. Um, I wonder, uh, to finish up with, if we can just take a very quick run through the best 11 that you played with. You've, you've submitted in, but you said it might change before the day. So. Yeah, well, it was really, really hard, honestly. <laughs> I, was so, I could have made a Highland League one and a, a Scottish League one, I think, but um, you pushed me to, to, to D1. So I, I've, I've tried my best. I mean... Like I say, I could have made one with just my heroes alone. Uh, I, I was fortunate enough to to train with Wally Miller, Alex mm-hmm. McLeish, Jim McKimmy. Jim Bett was probably the best player that I ever Aye. trained and played with. He was uh, he was amazing, Glass. really. Bare feet, glided across the pitch. I mean, with these monitors that you get nowadays mm-hmm. for uh, tracking how far you run. Jazza, he would have like he would have probably even registered on his scale because he he didn't move often because <laughs> he didn't have to. to. He was always now nah, he was always in the right place at the right time. Well, um, so anyway, um, I'm conscious of your time. Right, so, right. uh, only I would have to go with with Nicky Walker. Right. I mean, I mentioned some already. Roy Carlo went on to play for Man U. Mm-hmm. Theo was obviously. Brilliant, and it actually changed the goalkeeping scene. I think Theo Snell does when right. he came Aberdeen. Um, he took his own machines and okay. stuff like that. So he was built like a he was built like a boxer, okay, and yeah. his training was was unbelievable. I mean, he he used to during the summer uh, do he take some of the kids, uh, we'll call him McDonald actually for one. Mm. He would take them to Hazelhead Park, and he says, "You cross the ball, <laughs> and, I, and I'll and I'll catch him." And honestly, you don't have right. to. Two hours a day just to, to work on things. So, but anyway, Theo, Theo doesn't get the nod no. because I didn't play enough <laughs> games with him. Uh, probably never actually played with him. He was probably just in training. So Nicky, uh, Nicky, Nicky looked after all us young boys and del- um, his delivery was amazing. Uh, his distribution of the ball. He he was really, really good with his feet. He could probably one of the best passers in our team okay. well I um, actually said it to, I think it was maybe Mark McCormick but I actually played against him outfield did you? Uh, he played for Arbor Villa in the, in the welfare league uh-huh. <laughs> left wing did he? <laughs> <laughs> that was after he retired uh, that would be funny I mean Nicky used to come to our training after putting in a couple of hours of work at Walkers oh, <laughs> his dad would, would make sure that he started he worked aye, aye. And, and so he was up a couple of hours and got to a training Brilliant. He was brilliant, really good, uh, amazing leader. Brilliant. Okay. So, um, four. I'll go for four at the back. Mm-hmm. Um, Fred. I'll put Fred at right back. Uh-huh. Um, he came. I knew of Fred because he, he was Roy's Roy McBain's pal, and me and Roy was roommates forever. So I, I knew of him, but I never played with him. But he, he came to county late on in his career. Mm. 
And um, but what a, what a, an engine he had in him. Oh, he took us. I thought I was pretty fit, but Fred. I mean, me and me and Roy used to do, do press ups and stuff in our room at night time. <laughs> that other guys used to think we were about Aye. nuts. But then Fred came and he just took it's it to another level. Aye. Well, instead of press ups, he was he was doing pull ups all the time. <laughs> but he was really really fit and here had a long career because Sweet. of it. Mm-hmm. But good player, good dependable, dependable. You'll see in most of my team, it's all guys. Aye. That you could you could depend on to Aye. to turn up and give you an eight out of ten every week. Brilliant. Okay, Mark Perry number so, two. So left back, um, Hugh Robertson. Right. Um, strangely enough, me and Shug used to, we used to play for uh, the Aberdeen Select and the, mm-hmm. the schoolboys up front. Uh, I would play Aye. striker. Shug would play a left wing, <laughs> and uh, yeah, we ended up playing at a back together. Brilliant! Um, it can't be uh, Shug was brilliant. Really, I was delighted when when he got his opportunity to play for Aberdeen, and he scored a couple of cracking goals for Aberdeen. Long Rangers, and he went to uh, start the pool and scored. A, I mean, you've probably seen this, but hmm. Shug got this free kick into like the stanchion right, for the pool, <laughs> and, and the referee blew for. For him to take it again Aye. for a retake to somebody moved or something like that, and he done exactly the same thing again. <laughs> like, <laughs> and I just it was like, um, it, it's absolutely speak the show about his time, and mm. his nature. Well, I speak, he he doesn't, <laughs> he nods, <laughs> but no, good lad, really good, and, and, and a good friend of mine. Aye. So for for my centre halves, this uh, probably they would never play together actually. But um, <laughs> Scott Thompson, right. he uh, never another a good good pal of mine. But we played a lot of games together in Aberdeen reserves. Probably more than we wanted to actually, because Nips <laughs> came in for breaking, signed him for a hundred grand. He was heading for the heights, aye, and. Aye. Um, but things changed. But we played a lot, a lot of football together in the reserves, and Nipper was brilliant, same as me, hundred mm-hmm. percent. But he, he that, but different. Nipper could, he's good skill. He was fast. Right, right. Um, but he was, he was brilliant in the air. He had some. He could. Anybody he was up against, he never ever lost it in the air. No. He was, he was, he was a centre half in the making, and he ended up playing centre half um, when he went to Dunfermline and Wraith, I think. But I would put him in my my team because uh, he's he would be he would be my uh, my centre half rock. Aye. And I, I I like to have a bit of balance. Mm-hmm. I like I always like even when I'm watching teams, I like to see if when if you've got a right sided centre half and a left. Aye. So yeah. the. The best lefty that I probably played with would have been Maxi, but although Big Scotty was a Scotty Fraser uh, was was every bit as as good at uh, the Vale, mm. probably maybe even better at Cove, but he was good for us at the Vale, but he got injured. But, but Maxi Maxi takes it by he, he went on and played in the Premier League, I think, for St Mirren. But steady steady player came for part time at Queens Park and mm. came up full time at Ross County and. Kind of went for strength to strength, and obviously he's now um, leading up the SFA. Aye, yeah. Um, so better get him in there just in case I need <laughs> tickets for any scoring games. <laughs> uh-huh. right. so that's the that's the back four Aye. sorted. Okay, fuzz in midfield. Uh, so I'm I'm gonna have to go. Uh, so it's a tough one because I'm a four four two man every day of the week. But for this. <laughs> Because I can't play myself, I have to be a little bit of a rejiggers. Uh-huh. Um, so, for the middle of midfield, 
um, to sit in there or yeah, to sit in there and probably play sort of my role would be Derek Ferguson. Okay. Uh, Derek came up, another one that came at the end of his career mm-hmm. at, at County, but mm-hmm. what, what a professional. Uh, I've spoken to loads of people lately about Derek for, for some reason, probably because Lewis is doing so well, uh-huh. but um, really, really good. And I remember even when it came to the end of the season and, and uh, guys were getting released, Derek was the first to speak to them and okay. advise them and um, and just for a guy but that standing in the game it was uh, for these young boys it was, it was brilliant Aye. but yeah he, he came up and played a few games um, for County with me and Fergie and he was uh, he was outstanding he, he, he read the game so well never did ever I don't even think I ever seen him give the ball away yeah. <laughs> so, and, and beside him I would put uh, Roy McBain mm-hmm. I mean uh, like I said, Roy should have never left County, and why we allowed that to happen, I don't know. But anyway, he did, and he went on and had a fantastic career with Cali, and and it probably made him, and it changed him a little bit as a player. Mm-hmm. He was mm-hmm. he was tagged as a, a left mid left Sorry. winger yep. type at County, which he probably wasn't. It, to be honest, yeah. um, and um, they pushed him inside at Cali, and, and he he was he fantastic. I sometimes played uh, seven asides not long ago, and Roy was playing it. Oh, uh, he was still, still really it, super fit, and did another one. It doesn't give the ball away. So that's a that's a sort of theme in my team. The guys uh-huh. that keep the ball, you've got you've got a good chance <laughs> if you've got the ball. <laughs> and um, the runner in that uh, midfield three would be Stephen Ferguson. Aye. I mean, we always played a two. I I I done most of the sitting and would get to the ball but uh, he's had some amazing knack uh, getting um, in the box at the right time scored he, he actually scored a hat-trick of headers uh, once <laughs> I think uh, Muir. but it was one of those ones even training Fergie was the best finisher and um, one time when we were struggling for strikers Coop said oh let's we're going to go play Fergie up front and he was like okay he's a, he's a midfielder how are you playing him up front but um, and it was it was typical because he went and played up front and he, and he was rubbish. Nah. I mean, was because he wasn't making those runs for the middle no, up to. Like, he wasn't rubbish. He's never rubbish in, in football. But I mean, it just didn't have the same effect. And no. they put him back, and then he he didn't. Me, me and him, we had some um, great times. Like I said, Coops would sign somebody every other week, and a lot of times he <laughs> he, he signed middle and midfielders, but. We managed to to see them off uh, for mm-hmm. uh, probably the best part of five years or <laughs> um, combination was, but yeah, I would tell you for again, yeah, because he would he would definitely get you a goal, and if yeah. near a goal, then he would set something up. Aye. Okay, so far so, getting the goals. So for strikers, I, I had to give Mike a mention because um, he'd probably start grating if I didn't it because. <laughs> I did always tell him he's one of the best strikers I, 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 I played with. <laughs> but um, Derek Adams would Aye. be there. Um, Derek wasn't, a, wasn't an out-and-out goal scorer, so he'd probably be setting these up. Um, like like Shug, we've played with each other um, since we were kids. And when when I first signed for, for County and we went for a pre-match, Derek was the first person I met. I'm like, oh, and I actually didn't even realise he was at County because he was he was part-time working on Dini's engineering degree or some okay, sort of yeah, degree. Right. And it was just a, a wee hobby for him. 
and then <laughs> lo and behold, he gets his good move to to Motherwell, and and he went from strength to strength. But yeah, Derek Derek would be there. He'd be setting the goals up, so he could play on the right. And um, Alec Bone. <laughs> I've said there, uh, what a boy! I mean, right. anybody you speak to about Boney is yeah, that's probably the the three words that they would use. What a boy! <laughs> but um, guarantee goals. He was he was the first. Nowadays, you see these guys looking at their eyes on a goalie when they're taking a pen, right. or the, and they wait till the goalie dives. Boney was doing that. He he was doing that when he was at County. And I said, well, how, how are you waiting until the goalie dives? He goes, he goes, I know where the goalie's going. And he would wait till the last minute, the goalie would dive, and he would score his pen. But, no, he was he was good goal scorer, but uh, another lad that was fucking near. He was probably one of the most unprofessional guys <laughs> off the pitch. Would smoke smoke hundred fags a day. Uh, so, but he would he would always get a goal. If I was needing somebody to get a goal, in, I would pick Boney up there. He doesn't work very hard, so he would probably have to get subbed now and again. <laughs> <laughs> and then I, I, another one, like you say about meeting your heroes, aye, or aye. I got to play with one of my heroes, okay. like and Johnny Hewitt, oh, the, the, the the Gothenburg great, not yes. just the Gothenburg great, but scoring the winning goal aye. for the European Cup winners' cup. It just it doesn't get better than that for a local boy for helping being able to do that for your um, boyhood team. Aye. So when when Johnny came up to County, um, <laughs> Coop, Coops and Andy Dornan actually took Johnny up for he had just finished managing a team in Ireland. I can't remember if it was Linfield or one okay. of those teams, aye. and um, he came up, played a few games for us, and oh, he was. He was outstanding touch and passing, and he actually scored a great goal for us against Queens Park when they used to play at Hamden. Hamden eh? <laughs> um, we, I remember we got changed in the porter cabins. We didn't get into the actual change rooms. We uh, changed the porter cabins, and then um, uh, Johnny came came and stuck one in the top bin, a free kick. So uh, he would get he would play on the left side because all, all all the mm-hmm. all the time I ever watched him playing for Aberdeen, he was normally on the left nah, side. Yeah. Crossing them in and stuff, yeah. Oh. I had to I have to give a, a wee mention. Although I did me- I did mention him earlier on, that was Colin McDonald. Yep. He was another guy from Northfield that um, went. To, he was a year older than me, but he, he got taken on at Aberdeen and was fantastic. I mean, Teddy Scott. He used to really like Coco, and that and that meant a lot because Teddy didn't like a lot of people, but <laughs> he liked Coco. Aye. But I mean, he never made it for one reason or other. I don't know. I don't know why he should have done, um, but he never did. And it just goes to show you all the ability in the world. You can, you, you still need a little bit extra, yeah, um, to to make it big. But yeah, and John, Johnny, this um, probably my hero when I was a kid in uh, Northfield was 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 Johnny Brown, and um, he should have definitely uh, made. He was a highly league legend. He'd done everything. Yeah. Um, for Huntley and Cove but just never got that lucky break it needed no. No. Okay, great team and, and who'd, who'd gaffer who'd be the manager I'd probably want to manage them myself I think would be pretty, pretty decent at that but no, if you're going for somebody that has managed then there's only one manager Neil Cooper would, would, he would be able to sort of night suit for that team that's for sure <laughs> <laughs> would you get uh, many games if you were in this squad Maybe uh, I would. Yeah, I could uh, see myself 
kicking bony off and going in and knocking a few goals and maybe <laughs> nah I, I, I would just I would, this would be a team I would like to sit back and watch him actually uh, yeah yeah but okay. uh, w- w- one one thing uh, I, I, I forgot, but I uh, have to say is like, I, I listened to Mark Mark McCormack's uh-huh, yes. uh, podcast. It was really really good, but he he does underplay. So I mean he he Aye. he said that who uh, in the modern day or who past player it was like you sell, and he said Scolzi. I think did he? I think so. I. Uh, I think he did because I texted him and I said, uh, "You mayor like," uh, uh, and I said, "You mayor like uh, Del Piero because <laughs> when he was at County, that was the kind of things he, he would do uh, okay. crazy." Uh, because he'd probably been watching Del uh, Piero doing it on the TV, he would try all these sort of things, and he would he would try shots for wide and like 30, 40 <laughs> yards out, daft things that Kenny got screamed his face off for Neil Cooper. But uh, his talent was was, uh, was uh, really really yeah. good, really good. Right, I always like to finish up with just a few quick fire questions. Just uh, first thing that comes into your head for a scene. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, so the first thing is one thing you would change about football to improve it. I guess uh, most people's thoughts on this one are, are VAR, so yeah. I would like to jump on that bandwagon. I think, I think it's done more harm than good. Yeah. I mean, I'm yeah. all for. Mm-hmm. Or using it for goal line technology, but I mean, Aye. nah, it's it's gone. It's daft now. Okay, uh, if they made a movie of your life, who would you like to play you? Uh, ah, Sylvester Sloan. The Rockies are my favourite movies, okay. so I guess you could put, <laughs> put Sylvester in there. <laughs> okay, uh, the toughest direct opponent you ever came up against. Hmm. I mean, there's there's a couple of guys when we played back in the county days against Clyde. They were always vying for top spot, and there was a little guy called I think his name is Andy McClay, and he yeah. was hard, high, real hard. And, and I liked playing against him because you knew you were you had to be on the top of your game. Yeah. So him and another guy, Willie Irvin mm. for Aloha, he was he was a good player. Uh, yeah. I mean, Coops used to like putting somebody on him and nobody wanted to do it because he was that good <laughs> for that for that league. So uh, I'd probably, probably one of them. And maybe tra- training-wise, I mean, it was uh, I could name a lot of players that I didn't like playing against in training. But, uh, no, th- those, were, those were probably the two. Uh, I was never, to be honest, I was never um, overawed playing against anybody. I'd, uh, when County played against Hearts, I was up against Neil McCann and and it didn't bother me. I was no. I grew up in Aberdeen's team, reserve team playing against really good players every week, so I, I didn't didn't really bother me. Okay, if you could have played for one other club, who would it have been? Man United. United, okay. Well, I, and I and I have to say, I have played for many times in my dreams. <laughs> I says I've woke up many times. So I, to the wife, <laughs> I, I, I was, I played, Fergie picked me last night and I was playing for Man U and uh, this and that. So, yeah, Man U is my team. Brilliant. Like if you could bottle just one moment of your career to relive, what would it be? To relive, I mean, I would love to have never got an eye injury so I could then maybe see what, what could have happened. <laughs> but, um, uh, dying for Aberdeen when I was a kid, that was Aye. the best thing ever happened to me. Yeah. Great. But I, I, I would say one thing uh, I was listening to uh, Pep last night and it's so refreshing to hear a manager say things that 
you get told every day when you're a kid uh, growing up playing football that you need to work hard, you need the right attitude, you need to show passion. Uh, These yep. things, he blurted all that out last night, and that's him speaking about the best players in the world. Aye. So it just goes to show when, when if you're a kid growing up in the game, the, these are the things that you never, ever forget, you never lose. Yeah. Um, because see, when you do, at whatever level, then it's it's very noticeable. And that's, as Pep saying about these players, again, who are the best in the world. But yeah. some days, if they're not on it, then, that's it. That's it. yeah. Okay, very last question. What other pro player, past or present, would you say was closest to your style, attributes and personality on the pitch? It's, it's a bit... Um, Lazy to say, Roy Keane, but he was my hero, and him, him, uh, I probably played that sort of way. But I, I was probably is a poor man's, you know. I, I think uh, I, I was, yeah, I definitely that era it would be, be right. but I, I would say I was probably a mix and another poor man's mix, but I was a mix between. <laughs> Um, Coops and Simi I mean no, I, uh, I, I didn't hear any of the skill that, that Simi did I mean Simi had a lot more than the, the fighting qualities that everybody thought that he had no, I mean yeah. he was a lot better than that going forward and Coops was a lot better than just his tackling mm-hmm. but more for the back the way I mean he could play at the back and strut his uh, stuff and hit these 40-50 yard diagonals so that's yeah. probably a mix between them two but like I say, on a poor man's side. <laughs> <laughs> right, well, uh, Kenny, thank you very much for, for taking the time of day to, to do this. I know you're a busy no man, worries. so I uh, appreciate it. No problem. Well, thank you. Thank you so much to Kenny Gilbert for coming on today's podcast. A top man with a great attitude to the game who was universally admired by his peers and teammates. An amazing reaction for his friends, teammates and opponents um, when I posted that he'd been recording for the show and I hope that everyone enjoyed it as much as I did. And if you did, you can leave a nice review on your podcast provider. Now, uh, that's your lot for this week. I'm off to find next week's guest. Remember, if you want to help me out with guests for the show, then please do not hesitate to contact me. Bye for now. <laughs>